Who am I? What am I? What is my deeper truth? What's the nature of this moment? We want to get to the truth. We're tired of our usual understanding of life and ourselves and we want to get to what is the, at the heart of the matter. The mind can only guess, it can only jump to a conclusion and it seems as if reality can forget itself, can mistake expressions of itself for something other than reality. You, consciousness, manifest and experience yourself as this very moment, always creating, causing, and you're always knowing, you're always perceiving how you manifest. And this is it. This is how you show up. If we just soften our interpretations and be present with what's there beyond the stories, there's no duality. This is all the fabric of reality, seemingly appearing in unique ways. And so we can celebrate the various expressions of reality. This is truth actualized. This moment is self-knowledge. The process, the unraveling of remembrance. Exactly. And that's the only thing that's ever going on. Life knowing itself. And as an expression of life, we have a temptation to try and then judge life and take it personally. Because we don't see the larger context of everything immediately, we, we see our very small, contracted view of things that we're interested in. What's the truth here? What is the direct experience? What is this made of? As opposed to, what does my mind think it is? <laughs> what do my stories tell me about it? That you look a bit closer and it becomes clear. It's not, <laughs> it's not what you thought it was. If you just be nakedly with that as, you know, as a direct, non-interpretive experience as opposed to going via the thinking mind and your past and your interpretations your memories there's actually only ever knowing 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 or experience experiencing experiencing if you're directly with these experiences they're alive they're these amazing sort of pieces of art that are expressing spontaneously in the moment never to be seen again in the exact same way always always changing like an ever shifting piece of art and the more time you spend with that you start to feel what that's like and eventually you see what the truth is nothing actually changes that your go-to mode isn't thoughts and the framework that it creates you can see beyond that mode and go to reality as it is you're listening to the non-duality podcast this is nick hyam from nisagayoga.com and here with me is Paul Dobson. We have a spectrum of love, you could say, a continuum of love. And there's no dividing lines. If love could be said to be an ocean, the waves at the top are kind of like, they're really, they're really bright and blue and they've got lots of light reflecting off them. And you go, oh, that's happiness. And you go right to the depths and it's dark and you get, that could be called fear. They're actually not two things. They're all still the ocean. The, the dark depths is just how love looks at the bottom of the ocean when love has forgotten itself in its depth of its own ocean. And it, we call it arbitrarily fear, but it's just love that's forgotten itself. And it's not actually different in nature. It's only this sphere of experience with thoughts, feelings, sounds, sensations, and everything else that goes in between the finite finer and finer 
subtler and subtler versions of that fundamental experiencing and that's just it's just a, a flow of that it's not one thing versus another thing you haven't got one thing over here which is clarity and then one thing which is confusion it's just this flow of experience and so you know it's it's in it, it from one perspective it does seem like there are two different things it does seem like clarity is a very different state you could say to confusion so confusion will only ever appear within the context of complete clarity you know are knowing the confusion with complete clarity but even further it's not just the context of clarity it is <laughs> you could say clarity itself because you can't separate the clarity from the confusion it's it's all one continuum of that experiential fact so you are knowing say you've got confusion right now you are knowing confusion and while that's like this gray cloud of confusion it seems messy and all over the place and obviously confusing <laughs> it's actually per been perfectly known in the same way that your most lucid and meditative states of clarity that you could have you know it's it's no it's no different it's only a different description of it but not actually different in actuality the substance of it is the exact same because you can't separate experience from what's experienced they're actually one only in language it sounds like there's two things but there is actually one flow the game is kind of reliant on you not looking closely at it you look a bit closer and it becomes clear it's not <laughs> it's not what you thought it was because it can only hide for so long once you've shone a light on it it's like lit up and it's seen as what it actually was yes we have this seamless spectrum this continuous continuum of consciousness and it seems as if reality can forget itself it seems as if reality can mistake expressions of itself for something other than reality it appears as if life can overlook the obvious fact that everything in life is a part of life and there's nothing in life that isn't life and there's nowhere else other than life we can't say for sure that there is some other place that isn't this reality we can't rule it out but based on what we do know is that all is life appearing here in every possible way this is nothing but knowing this is nothing but awareness so it's only a seeming forgetting because what the forgetting is made of is pure knowing there's no real forgetting there's only real knowing so it seems as if life you life overlook your truth but in a truer sense that's impossible because that would assume that there are certain things that aren't what you are so this is truth actualized this eternal refracting and knowing aliveness that you are you reality manifest and experience yourself you're always creating causing and you're always knowing you're always perceiving how you manifest and this is it 
This is how you show up. And you're knowing how you're showing up now. You can't not know how you show up because everything you're aware of is your radiance. This moment is self-knowledge. This moment right here, exactly how it is, is the process, the unraveling of remembrance. But it's only a play because you are nothing but knowing. There's nothing to remember because what is here is you. All of it is you. But it seems like the, the name of the game is to remember who you are, what you are. And that's why in spirituality we ask the question, who am I? What am I? What is my deeper truth? What's the nature of this moment exactly how it is? Because we want to get to the truth. We're tired of our usual understanding of life and ourselves and we want to get to what is at the heart of the matter. This is life knowing itself and life isn't somewhere else. It's always this and it's always you. Exactly. I mean, that's the only thing that's ever going on, isn't it? Is life knowing itself. And as human beings, you could say we, we have a temptation to try and then judge life and take it personally because we don't see the larger the larger context of everything immediately you know necessarily we we see our very small contracted view of things with our thoughts and feelings and our beliefs and our opinions that we've learned about about what life is and what is doing and what about my life and what am i doing and i've got this idea that i need what i desire and i need to get away from what i fear which adds to the insanity really because life essentially doesn't view desire and fear as different things. It views it as different perspectives of knowing itself, <laughs> perfectly appropriate and beautiful expressions of this, this knowing, as you refer to it. There's only the knowing. I'm knowing sadness. I'm knowing happiness without the names. Just knowing, knowing, knowing <laughs> is actually what's happening. And that's an important touchstone to get back to. There's actually only ever knowing, knowing, knowing or experience experiencing experiencing you know infinity infinity it's this which always sounds abstract when people say that but it is just this <laughs> self-knowing you can't actually add more words to it because they can it sounds like there's two things something being known and there's a knower but it's just this which is kind of the closest you can probably get with words is this here now you could say is three words so that's that's actually the case so you the sadness that is arising is this. The happiness that is arising is this. This knowing, knowing itself. If you could be with that without, without judging it, without going to your memory of whether that's good or bad, etc. If you could just be nakedly with that as, you know, as a direct non-interpretive experience as opposed to going via the thinking mind and your past and your interpretations, your memories... If you can be with that nakedly, just directly. If you're directly with these experiences, they're alive. They're these amazing pieces of art that are expressing, you know, spontaneously in the moment, never to be seen again in the exact same way. Always, always different. Always changing, like dissolving as soon as they arise, like an ever-shifting piece of art. And it's, it's a very different way of experiencing 
your life. You could say that that's then going beyond your personal life experience to then going life experiencing life as opposed to a person experiencing life then. You're going directly to what is. We're interested in what's the truth here? What is the direct experience? What is this made of? As opposed to what does my mind think it is? (laughs) What do my stories tell me about it? Sensation level, non-interpretive experiencing, as Bruce Tift calls it in his book, Already Awake. He says, The more we discipline our attention to be present with our immediate non-interpretive experiencing, the more clearly we see that our relative experience, our thoughts, feelings, sensations, perceptions, arise in an endless and never resolvable display. Embodied awareness provides direct access to the unique and inherently workable nature of our non-interpretive experiencing. At the level of sensation, there's no interpretation. There's an immediate aliveness, an immediate reality that is trustworthy in a way that no interpretation could ever be. So really coming to the rawness of experience, the experience of anything, you can use any experience as your starting point in this inquiry. doesn't matter what it is. It can be a mundane object, what seems like an object. Tune into any part of your experience right now. A feeling, a thought, a belief, a mental image, what's here. Tune into it. Really become curious about its true nature beyond our assumptions, beyond what we've learned about it, beyond what we think about it. And what do you find? What do you know for sure about that expression? Well, what you do know for sure is that it is an experience. Is there anything that isn't an experience? Can you find a non-experience in your present experience? You don't find something that isn't an experience. So we can say for sure that whatever you're focusing on in this inquiry is an experience. And what are its experiential building blocks? So by what modes of awareness, because you are aware of it, you are experiencing it, by what modes of experiencing or awareness do you know it? Do you experience it? Well, I see it, so that's seeing. I can touch it, so that's tactile sensation or feeling. Um, I hear it, so that's hearing and so on. That's all experiencing. So I am experiencing this thing and what I know of this experience is only experiencing. So we start to see this experience as a verb, as a process. We start to discern its aliveness. It's not a fixed, inert object. It's not a noun. It's not stuck. It is this flow of experiencing. Isn't that amazing? And that flow of experiencing is not at all removed from the field of experience. It's one expression in this seamless spectrum, this continuous continuum of experiencing. Tuning into that sensation level, that non-interpretive, indefinable felt sense of what's here, takes us to 
whole different appreciation of that experience beyond the superficial. And what is sensation? A dictionary definition will say that it's a physical feeling or perception resulting from something that happens to or comes into contact with the body. That definition there uses the word perception, which we can work with. Yeah, it's perception. Sensation is definitely perception, but it says it's a physical feeling. Well, is there anything physical about sensation? No, it's not physical. It's hinting at this definite isness. Like, even if you don't know what that sensation is, that felt sense is, you know that it is. It has a, an inherent actuality about it, an undeniable immediacy about it. So I don't know what this is, what this sound is, or what this smell is, what this visual appearance is. I don't know what it is, but I know that it is. So it has a presence. It is presence, of course. But going back to that definition, something that happens to or comes into contact with the body, we don't actually experience the body beyond sensation. What you know about the body is just another bunch of sensations, the same building blocks as anything else appears as. So can you call it a body? Well, you can call it a body, but what do you know about this said body beyond the sensory experience of it? So let's just work with feeling and perception. This felt sense of this isness of experiencing that is alive and rich and palpable, visceral, is indescribable. The mind does not know what it is really. The mind can only guess it. It can only jump to a conclusion with broad brushstrokes and say, oh, it's this. You go into a dark room and you touch something. And in that first expression of sensation, there's no knowing of what that is, but there is a, a knowing that it is. It, there's an isness in that sensation, but the mind hasn't jumped to a conclusion initially in that first moment, but then it will go, oh, it's a little bit like this, so it must be this. That sensory experience is indefinable, yet undeniable. And that's true, even with the addition of the mind's labelling. That's the point, isn't it? <laughs> it is going on. That's the main thing. We don't know what the hell it is, um, other than this, the fact it is. <laughs> it's experience. It's experiencing you know it's it's it is perceived in some way any word you put on it it always has this subtle subtle separation to it doesn't it it's perceived i think it is perceived it's just so so off because there's only this immediate flow this in just completely indefinable just flow of a question mark <laughs> it's it is i can say that much it is but what it is how it is i don't know it i i'm experiencing that in no way can i say there's anything separate experienced from just this aliveness that i am so any separation i create within that has to be conceptual and also has to be based on reference points that don't exist i have to drum up a reference point in the middle of it say i'm over here yeah. Even from a neurological point of view, 
when the brain structures that are associated with the ego are shut down, the feeling of selfhood stops and duality just isn't possible. So the default mode network is a set of interacting brain structures that are now known as the neurological basis for the ego. To me, this is one of the most fascinating and significant discoveries to come to neuroscience. It's the DMN that gives us the feeling of being in a body separate from the outside world. So this mean network is responsible for self-reflection, mental time travel, mental constrictions, moral reasoning and judgment, daydreaming, worry, rumination, Imagine being free of all of that. You don't need to take a powerful psychedelic like 5-MeO-DMT to experience what's beyond that ego filter. Move your attention to what's really there beyond the concepts about what's really there. You don't find any mental constrictions, ideas of good and bad. You don't find worry and rumination. You don't find a separate self and a separate world in raw sensation. Yeah, no, exactly. There's no sense of person and it's all just obviously one whatever. It's one flow of life. There's no separation there whatsoever. That literal, it's like this tiny little switch that creates this illusion of a separate person. And then once that's switched off, everything's just all one absolute seamless fullness if you don't try and reify anything or just put anything any borders around anything just let let it all just flow you noticing like you're just flowing through this ever-changing river of experience and there's a subtle knowing that all of it's allowed and you don't need to change any of it i think what's just really quickly what's important to say about that is that this isn't a spiritual bypass. We're actually doing the opposite, but we're, we're getting to the very nature of what is here because usually we bypass three thoughts, three concepts, and that becomes our way out of really facing truth. You know, and I, I believe this for a long time, but there's something to transcend here. There's, I need to escape reality. But that, I think that feeling comes naturally from it really hurting it really hurts at one point doesn't it and i think it's an innocent thing and then at one point you then realize there was nothing to transcend i mean where are you going to escape to what is there's only reality we're so in the normal thinking mode with the predominant interpretation of i'm a limited thing here i am this is the limits of my experience and that's the end of it and that is all complete assumption but when you look closely there is no finite character there's only infinity infinity can't create finity it's only ever infinity it is like you say it's totally seamless and totally indefinable and that's just how it is it's not like that's not mystical talk or anything it's just infinite you can see this for yourself yeah at first we say well this can't be infinity this must be duality this must be this must be the world of separation. How do I find this infinity? How do I find non-duality? But if we just soften our interpretations and be present with what's there and just take a glimpse beneath our thoughts, 
beneath our stories, that can't be anything other than infinity. It's only the stories that seem to dualize that whole thing. Beyond the stories, no duality. And it's not something to arrive at. It's not something that some special people have access to and others don't. And the other thing is, is that you don't have to get rid of your stories in order for that to be true. So it includes the stories. Even the stories, even the thoughts about this moment are part of this rich tapestry of the flow of life, this infinite fabric of reality. This is all the fabric of reality, seemingly appearing in different ways, in unique ways. And so we can celebrate the uniqueness of reality, the various expressions of reality. Once we know that it's all the one fabric, we then can truly love it all without effort because we know that we are love and that whatever is here is loved. How can it not be loved? Because it's all included in reality. It's all part of life. In the law of one, it's said, the metaphysical and the physical are inseparable. Each mind-body-spirit complex is a unique portion of the one creator. It's not that there's a creator out there. That word creator is pointing to reality like you are the creator. Not you, an individual. Not you, an entity. You are the creator. Your creative experiencing creates this flow of experiences. And your creative experiencing creates unique experiences. That's what it's saying. And that's something to be celebrated, not transcended. The metaphysical and the physical are inseparable. There's no difference. And that's what is said in all the great spiritual traditions. Form is emptiness. Emptiness is form. The world is Brahman. Brahman is the world. Nothing actually changes, but your go-to mode isn't thoughts and the framework that it creates, you know, of what reality is, who am I, and what everyone else is, and judgments about it all. Once you see that that's just a mode you've been going to, you can kind of quote-unquote transcend that mode and go to reality as it is, which includes that, but it also includes the fact that this is infinity, it's indefinable, it's open-ended, it's inconceivable in every way, and therefore those thoughts, those that framework, those beliefs, your pasts, your memories, all of the stories, they are put in their correct context, you could say. They no longer have any weight. They just are what they are, and they're totally allowed because they're included as reality. They are reality. Mm. That's it when you realise there's only reality. There's no need to escape. This can't be a belief system. It's, it can't be something you, you hear and take on and have as a new ideal, as a new approach. It's a recognition. Often when we hear spiritual teachers say it's a, it's a realisation, it's a recognition, it's something that becomes apparent, I think that can be frustrating. It's like, why, why can't I recognise it? But the invitation is to pay closer attention to this moment, to tune into the deeper fabric. And as we've been saying today, 
raw sensation says nothing. Raw sensation does not come with a label, does not come with a narrative, does not come with any kind of description, description or restriction. It can't be conceptualized in any way. It says nothing, but I am here, I am now, I am alive. Raw sensation is just overflowing with pure vitality, aliveness, beingness. And that's what we're seeking. That's always what we're seeking. We're always seeking this aliveness. We just desire life, life in its fullness, life in its just rich immediacy. And it's, it's here, it's this. And any experience can provide a portal into that presence. So really, duality can't be found in that felt sense beyond description. You can depend on that. It's unshakable. It's unspeakable, but it's the most secure aspect of experience because it is experience. And that can be found in any experience. That unshakable security of actuality. I mean, there are lots of... Um ways into this as you say there's so many there's infinite doorways probably into seeing this but that's one i found most effective just that raw sensation based naked experiencing and reality slowly starts to reveal itself it's not revealing itself to a separate thing but it's revealing itself to itself as you you know reality is recognizing itself <laughs> so it's like it's obvious when you look at it like that, reality, there's only reality experiencing itself. There's only infinity experiencing itself or God experiencing itself, whichever way you want to put it. And once God starts to recognize God in all experiences, it then that's when things get really interesting. Yeah, William Blake said, everything possible to be believed is an image of truth. Our beliefs are images of truth they represent reality they symbolize the absolute they provide signposts that point to what truly is truth is refracted as everything known it can't be said why perhaps for the purpose of self-exploration self-love self-knowing there's no need to get rid of the images just see what those images represent what they truly point to it that's what it is exactly it's an always an opportunity for reality to know itself there's a knowing in the background and sometimes in the foreground that that's of course it wants this i want well i want this so i want to know myself through this i want to see myself from this perspective you're not no longer a victim you know you are the you are the driving force of all of it duality is a vehicle yeah duality is the medium through which the non-dual knows itself <laughs>